<clears throat> hey what's up everybody this is uh d back at it with another podcast i'm gonna uh do this podcast i've been meaning to get to conspiracy theories but i haven't um gotten to it yet it's coming be patient i got a lot i don't know to me conspiracy theories and podcasts go like hand in hand youtube and, and uh conspiracy theories go hand in hand i know it's not where i want to be yet um i don't podcast as much as i want to but you know i'm in it for the long haul so i'm be here you know doing what i do an episode here an episode there um if anybody knows me it's just it's just a numbers game for me i plug plug in plug out you know here and there uh just like i did with my youtube just like i've done everywhere else i've gone and ventured on the internet and had internet success in other areas um, those of you that know, no, but either way, uh, today is going to be the Lakers. I'm finally going to get around to the Lakers. And, you know, I talked, touched a little bit about the Lakers before and, you know, how, how I became a Lakers fan. Um, just the NBA in general, there's just a lot of fucking games. There's a lot of teams. I think there's 30 teams. And there's a lot of fucking games. They there's an 82 game season. Um, you know, it's a fucking long season. So to try to watch, you know, I don't know the math, but it's you know, it's a fucking lot of games. And the playoffs are long too. To watch every team and watch every game is impossible. Um, there's certain teams that grab your attention before the season starts. Like to me, this season coming up will be the Houston Rockets. Uh, obviously, the Warriors are the champs. Another team that's always on the radar is the Celtics. Um, the Miami Heat, you know, the Philadelphia Sixers, uh, the Pistons a little bit, you know, the Lakers, obviously. The Clippers, because I'm from here, be interesting to see what they do, seeing as they've gotten rid of, like, literally the whole deck of cards. You know, DeAndre Jordan, Blake Griffin, Chris Paul are gone. Austin Rivers is gone, literally... I don't know who's... I don't even know if they have a a name. A name that they can rally behind. I'm sure they do, but... I'm not into the Clippers, so I don't really know. Um, uh, who else? I mean, there's there seems like Milwaukee Bucks interest me. Uh, the Hornets interest me. Uh, there's just teams that interest me. The Cavs, you know, be interesting. I know the Cavs are still going to get love this year, even though... And not just Kevin Love, but they're gonna get love this year because LeBron left, and they're gonna they're gonna get some games. Even though I don't think they're gonna do much winning wise, they might win forty games. But it seems like when a big star leaves a a certain city, uh, that team rallies behind its core group of guys, and they try to tell themselves that hey, we don't need him. We're gonna win games regardless. We're gonna be in the playoffs, and that may be true for the Cavs, but this is Lakers. Lakers talk. So, you know, I don't, you know, just throughout the years, I've watched the Lakers. I've watched them win. I've watched them lose to the Pistons. I've watched them lose to the Celtics. Uh, but I've seen them clobber. Um, they clobbered, who they clobber? Orlando Magic. Most recently, they clobbered Orlando Magic. They've clobbered a few group of, uh, a couple of squads. I think they clobbered the Knicks or the Nets. Uh, Jason Kidd's team in those days. 
think they clobbered them four to one or maybe they swept them i'm not sure but the lakers in general uh, i've had a love affair with them only because they're they're the hometown team um like i said they're the hometown team wow i'm just outside watching people just fucking don't know how to drive anyways uh they're the hometown team they've won uh they've always been entertaining man i mean i remember there was a time between kobe and magic where the bulls had their run and everybody was on the bulls and the bulls and the bulls and then the lakers kind of fell to the wayside as far as nba's goes but they bounced back i mean not not that i'm just a homer as far as the lakers go but the late i mean the Lakers have always had good, entertaining players, you know, dunkers or shooters or solid teams. Maybe they didn't win, but they had solid teams. And that was much the case as, you know, the end of Kobe's era. They, even though they weren't winning games, Kobe was still there. He's still putting up 20, 30 points a game. Still rebounding, still going balls to the walls, if it, if it were. Um, and then as he left, you know, they brought in... Carlos Boozer, you know, they started drafting young players. And last year they were at this point, you know, and I guess I'm going to start with Luke Walton. Luke Walton, uh, I watched him win those championships with Kobe. He wasn't much of a factor in those years, but he was there. Obviously, he practiced. He ran drills. He could come in if they needed him to. He could defend. He could do it all. I mean... That was Luke Walton's job. And he was learning. I mean, he learned basketball from the man himself, um, Phil Jackson. Uh, he knew how to handle Kobe. He played with Kobe. Luke Walton, to me, is a very smart coach. Um, he, he has, in my eyes, he's an up-and-coming coach. Uh, there's no telling if he'll be here two or three years down the road in the Lakers because it's a win-now situation. But he knew, he, he knows that. Um, but, but it's any team, it's a win-now situation. It's you get in there and you fucking win. That should be on any coach's mind, on any sport, on any level. It's, hey, we're winning and we got to win now. This isn't, hey, let's go out and try our best and let's hope to God we win. No, it's in any business, in, in any war of life, it's you win and you win now. It's you bite the bullet, you suck it up, you stay the extra hours, you do whatever it takes to win. Uh, I'm no stranger to this. I run a business, so I need to make money. I need to pay things. I ain't got bills to pay. I got a life to live. And it needs to happen or shit starts going sideways real quick. Uh, like I said, you plan for A, B, C, but you always have a 1, 2, 3, and you got a D, E, and F, and a 4, 5, and 6 backup. And if shit still goes wrong, then you fucking wing it like nobody else's business. You know, you just, you go ham. Um, but like I said, Luke Walton is a fascinating coach because he learned from Phil, and he's learned and he learned from the current dynasty team, the Golden State Warriors. Um, so he's got and and Steve Kerr also learned from Phil. So Phil's reach in the NBA goes deep. I mean, Phil Jackson's handprint all over the NBA goes deep. It has not left the NBA yet probably won't leave the nba for some time because phil jackson is still behind the scenes and, and until he dies 
And until he's given up complete basketball life where he's not mentoring kids or he's not showing kids tape when he's not behind the scenes, you know, dealing and he's, you know, and all the players that he's ever coached are not playing basketball. And up until that point, Phil Jackson's reach will not, will still be there. You know, his reach is, is long and it's far. He had a long career coaching and he won, I think, 11 titles. Been to, I don't know how many championships and just for his sake, you know, he he'll go down as probably one of the most influential and most decorated coach. I think he was a player even in all of the NBA of all time, maybe ever. Um, you know, there's other coaches, there's other players that are just as decorated to him, but he's going to be up there as one of the ones, as one of the cornerstones of the NBA. In the, and when I'm an old man, 60, and he's long gone and and my kids are watching basketball, they're going to still be talking about Phil Jackson and Michael Jordan and Kobe still. They, those those are names that are never going away. Those are people he directly touched. Kobe, when I'm 60, will still be alive, hopefully. You know, MJ might even be still be alive. You know, I'm 32, 28 years from now. Uh, Kobe should be alive. MJ is up there in age, but he might be alive still as well. Um yeah, Phil Jackson's reach goes deep, and it touches Luke Walton. Luke Walton, to me, is a fascinating coach because he's young. The Lakers got him, pried him from. I don't think they pried him too hard, but they got him from Golden State. And he has insider's knowledge on Golden State. He knows how they run their team. He knows how Phil Jackson run their team. He knows. He knows. And he's, he's a young coach. He can relate to the young guys, and I think he's experienced enough to handle uh, LeBron and he's experienced enough and well disciplined enough to ha- you know to work alongside Kobe, so he can work alongside Kobe. It's not one of these guys that never played basketball that is a coach, or that he's you know out of shape. There's a lot of coaches that are out of shape that never touched the basketball. Not not naming any names, but you you see coaches like that kind of bugs me when coaches do that and they're like completely out of shape. But they're over there running drills, trying to get people to bust their chops harder, and they're not physically fit. Football coaches, it happens a lot. I think baseball's in there as well. NBA coaches, not so much, but there is some NBA coaches that just have no business being coaches um, that physically can't play the game um, at any level. They're coaching for whatever reason. Uh, I know it didn't work out for Jason Kidd. You know, I think he was with the Nets, and then he went to Milwaukee. I think Milwaukee let him go. Uh, But Luke, it will work. And that's because he's got that winner mentality. He knows what it takes to win. Luke Walton is a special, to me in my eyes, he's a very special young coach. I mean, he's got, he's had some rough outings so far as a coach. So now that that's under the bus, and I don't think this year coming up for the Lakers is going to be rough. I think it's actually going to be popping. And I think he'll be able to imprint his own handprint on the game and on LeBron and the rest of the squad. And it, his picture, what he envisions as a coach and how things should be run, will come to light. Uh, LeBron has that power. Kobe has that power. And it'll go as far as... Um, it'll go as far as Luke Luke can take them. And I think they can take him far. 
so let's start you know that was luke's you know my thoughts on luke he's a good coach uh well-mannered well-disciplined he's a soft soft-spoken uh you don't see him getting too flustered with the media getting too crazy with you know the players on the bench uh that's that's phil jackson style is cool calm cat you know you just it doesn't get into me as a coach obviously there's pressure but you got to keep your nerves you know in check you can't be panicking on the sidelines throwing tantrums because you, your players see that uh, i know in football it's a little bit more animated but the cool calm coaches you know bill belichick uh they're there i mean there's a long history sean payton is cool and calm um Mike Tomlin is, for the most part, is cool and calm. I mean, you see the hard, well, hardballs are, both of them were a little bit animated, but you can tell when they're, you know, Pete Carroll is cool and calm. I mean, you you following the trend. Luke Walton has that aspect to him. Uh, but moving on from the coaching aspect of it, uh, we're talking, I'm going to, like I said, we're talking to discuss Lakers. What do I think the Lakers going to be this season coming up, this very next season with LeBron? Once he's introduced, once the preseason starts happening, LeBron. I mean, you can't get over LeBron. It's, LeBron, it's the LeBron show now. Uh, LeBron, you, you, he, don't need, he don't need no introduction. You know who he is. I know who he is. Anybody that knows basketball knows who LeBron is. Uh, I, in the past, despised LeBron, and I didn't despise his basketball his basketball presence. I despise his, his, I don't know if it's his loyalty, if I, you know, it's probably what irked me the most. Uh, but it's the way the NBA treated him and coddled him as well. You know, they, the NBA and David Stern anointed him as the king, like his first season. And I know his first season, he took the Cavaliers to the championship, but got swept. Uh, the King, I didn't put that title on him. Uh, everybody else did. And that kind of bugs when Kobe is still playing and you just usurped him out of his throne. And Kobe was uh, going for four, going for five, going for six, going for seven, you know. And LeBron's here and they ain't getting no Kobe love. Uh, I know Kobe's a different case. He's got he's had some issues off the court, and that kind of tainted his image. And LeBron doesn't have that, but nonetheless, I didn't put the title of king on him. Uh, I'm not the one who said, "Hey, this is the greatest player on the planet," and respect the king and King James. You know, and I get the whole King James thing. You know, like the Bible, like King James. This is King James. I get that, but I didn't, I'm not the one who put that on him. Uh, like I said, I didn't put it on LeBron. Other people did. So I don't see, I don't get the the title if you haven't won a championship. Um, then he takes off to Miami and, you know... I'm a guy. I work construction. Um, you just don't do those things. I'm sure it's going to come out maybe in 10 or 15, 20 years when he's done with basketball. He's going to say, hey, you know what? Maybe I shouldn't have done that. Um, he turned himself. Whoever was in his corner had to tell him, look, you're going to be the villain. You know, it is what it is, man. Like, 
but he knew he knew there was risk going in. He knew exactly what was going to happen. Um, Michael never left Chicago. Kobe never left LA, even though they probably both did at some times. And Michael let, did leave Chicago. He was playing for I don't know the Charlotte or the Bobcats, whoever. Um, but that was after the fact. That was way after the fact. That was he retired and went to play bas- baseball and then came back and. Well, there you go. Um, but it's a different story for LeBron. LeBron was prime Bron when he took off to Miami. He was prime uh, as a player. He he took off to Miami. He teams up with Bosh and Wade. And they get to the championship right away. They ultimately lose to the Mavericks, who happened to beat my Lakers. Um... And it's just what it is, man. I mean, people are going to say he took the easier. I just see it as a more of a of a loyalty thing. Like, he could have won that championship in Cleveland. He would have went down. He would have been, in my eyes, the, a true king at that point. Um, but instead, he kind of tagged along with Wade and, and Bosh. And as a basketball fan, you know, and as a sports fan, that happens to players. And you see it all the time, like Larry Fitzgerald of the Arizona Cardinals. Um, dude is a beast as a wide receiver. He's still going hard, you know. He nearly got one a few years ago. He decided to sign a long-term contract to Arizona. And they've completely disrespected him with the quarterback situation. And they just not getting done. And the Cardinals, you know, shame on them for not helping Fitzgerald out. Because I believe Fitzgerald's going to... Re- end up retiring with no ring and he is a magnificent wide receiver and that could have easily happened to LeBron he could have stayed in Cleveland and they disrespected him year in and year out giving him trash players like they continue to do and they have done not anymore because he's no longer part of the team and he probably won't ever go back but you know I I see that aspect of it and it's probably what was in Bron's mind and he goes to Miami and he gets and he wins two. He wins two chips. Two rings. He gets them. He gets that pressure off of him where he if he stays, he may never win. Um and they may trade him at some point and he might go to a team where he doesn't and he maybe never wins if he doesn't leave to go to Miami and doesn't give a full strength. Um but you know, he goes to Miami, he wins two. I see it as like you know, at that point, I still he was still the main villain, um, but he fulfilled his obligations to Wade and Bosch, and he fulfilled his obligations to Pat Riley and the Miami organization. You know, he went there; they wanted to win. He they won two out of four, I believe, uh, in the four years he was there. And then he bounces back to Cleveland, where he shows up to the finals four years in a row and only wins one out of the four. So he did fulfill his, I believe, his ultimate goal of winning his championship for Cleveland, his hometown. You know, the hometown kid. You know, it's going to go down. That When they when the story for LeBron is done and people look back, they're going to look at that one season where he won it practically, him and Kyrie, against maybe one of the best squads ever assembled, ever. 
or maybe the most regular season, best regular season squad ever assembled. Uh, it's a true. It took a true David and Goliath scenario where Cleveland is not that good at all. They, they haven't been that great. It's LeBron and it was Kyrie and a cast uh, a cast of castoffs. You know, Kevin Love is more or less a cast off now. J.R. Smith and Kyle Korver and Tristan Thompson, all these other players are cast offs. And you know what? They go up against the greatest regular season team to ever played, maybe the greatest three point shooters ever, maybe, you know, some of the best play- players and maybe the best team on the planet currently, basketball wise, ever assembled, maybe ever assembled. You know, people are going to compare the Warriors to the Lakers and the Warriors to the Bulls of old and rightfully so they're that good I believe in a seven game series Chicago's not sweeping them they're not sweeping Chicago you know they're not sweeping the Lakers the Lakers ain't sweeping the Warriors uh you can go over the itty bitty nuts and bolts of which teams are better but the Warriors have now put themselves in that aspect of being one of the greatest this is one of the greatest runs of basketball that a team with players has ever been on and that's what LeBron overcame a true his true enemy the true David and Goliath scenario like I said it, you kind of you kind of going to discredit the the wins of Miami even though those are his and he, he was there and he participated and he got to but ultimately when when LeBron's story is done it's going to be that one season where he won it in Cleveland when the movie is made about him 30 years from now you know, if anything, if she should pass away in the movies and the history books are in, that's the season that's going to come up. Uh, is that one season where he was at home. He did it for the home. He did it. Oh, my God. Maybe in a little bit. Hold up. Anyways, that that's going to be bronze story that's gonna be what he goes down as um he fulfilled it you know that he got swept you know left a bad taste in his mouth when he gets swept out of the finals again uh by the said warriors and now you know the land of opportunity you know what does braun want and i look at it as an nba fan and as a sports fan and as a businessman he was. There was only ever really a few areas where an athlete of his caliber, who's got you know, when you're when you're an athlete and you can see the end of your career coming, you just want to know that the last few years spent, you have a chance of winning. Uh, that you're being paid for your talent, you're getting paid for your time. Uh, and you're surrounding yourself with individuals who, at the end of your run, you know, whatever organization it could be, that the end of it, that there's an end game, that, okay, when you retire, these are the steps to take. We know how to take them, and we'll leave you with a golden opportunity once you're done to do an X amount of things, you know, whether it be commercials or sports gear or anything. And that, to the Lakers' credit, is probably the Lakers' organization as a general, in general, has better done than literally, I think, the entire sports world. 
Um, maybe not past the New York Yankees. Maybe not past... Um, gosh, maybe not past, you know, the Steelers. But they're right there. I mean, the Steelers just take care of their own when they're done. The Yankees take care of their own when they're done. Uh, Alex Rodriguez, Derek Jeter will never be hurting for money. They will never um, have to buy another sandwich or pizza in New York ever again. In Pittsburgh, there's, you know... Bless their soul, too. I mean, they take care of, you know, Jerome Bettis. They're taking care of everybody. Bradshaw. Uh, the Steelers' handprint on the NFL will forever be felt because of the way they take care of their retired players. And all these players that you see playing now, Roethlisberger, you know, the whole slew of them um, will be taken care of. Uh, and I'm, in Pittsburgh may be a bad example, but they've got a lot of trophies. They're one of the most winningest teams in Super Bowl-wise, in uh, the NFL, I mean, I think they're behind. Actually, I think they're out in front. I mean, they have six. Um, I don't know. Maybe they've been to eight. But they they have a lot, and they, and they take care of their players. The Raiders used to be that. Uh, they have done a poor job of winning. But the Raiders still take care of their guys, and a lot of teams do. But I'm going to give you a prime example of a team that does not take care of their players, and that's the Chicago Bulls. Uh, for all that winning they did, they didn't they didn't have no end game for MJ. They don't have, currently have an end game, and I don't know if in my lifetime they will ever get back to the Bulls of old. Um, they happened to chant, roll the dice, got lucky with MJ landing to them, you know, and they just haven't since MJ really done anything and they don't MJ is not really part of their organization he actually owns another team which he should be part owner of the Bulls which is one of those things that you're never going to get I'm not there there's something the NBA doesn't talk about but it it's what it is um but the Lakers the Lakers I mean gosh the Lakers, James Worthy, Kareem, Magic, Kobe, Shaq, Derek Fisher, the list, the players, the ring of honor, the retired jerseys, the list goes on and on and on and on. Um, man, Jerry West. I mean, but the Lakers do take, the, and I think in the NBA, maybe even more so than the Celtics, they, the Lakers take care of their old players and the, the aged players and the players that, hey, you know what? I need to do a commercial. Hook me up. And they do. They do. They just take care of their players when they're done. And that is, to me, what sets the Lakers apart, aside from all the winning they do as well, is that. is the end game. And as LeBron approaches his end game, uh, to me, in my eyes, he's it's no secret he's chasing MJ. He's chasing down that six ring total. I think LeBron's got three. He's chasing that six ring goal. He definitely wants to get five to be with Kobe in Kobe's company, but he's eyeballing six. Uh, and then I just don't believe he wants to be done dirty. Like, there's no end game in Cleveland, there's no end game in Miami. Miami has. 
who who do they have? As you you know, Wade probably will be there for many many years. But does Miami have an end game? Does Cleveland have an end game for Braun? No, and the answer that's got complete a resounding no. Uh, the Knicks, do they have an end game for anybody with and in their current sad state of affairs where they just don't win anymore? No. So you start narrowing it down to. You narrow it down. I mean, they went from being Bron could be anywhere. He could resign with Cleveland. To you narrowing it down to Lakers. And maybe the Rockets. The Rockets, um, if he would have joined the Rockets for four years, he probably wins three or four. But there's at that point, there's no end game. Like I said, there's no end game. There's no TV deals. There's no LeBron, you know, the Kings... You know, his own, I, you know, I don't even know what to call it. Like his own brand, his own brand won't be promoted. It won't be as bolsterous as it would be in L.A. So L.A. for me, for LeBron, he came down to an end game because I believe once he's done with these four years, perhaps five or six, that's it. Uh, his body will be physically beat up to the point of no return. Basketball will be almost a chore to play at that point. Um... In the core, the young core of guys there can get it done. I believe they can get it done with him. So he's, I believe he's going to win a few championships with the Lakers and just the end game, man. I mean, as it is, Bron's dabbling in TV. He's dabbling in schools. He dabbles in a number of things. I mean, that's an, it's no secret he does commercials. It's no secret he does... Um, his name is just there. So he's just going to sit back and collect... Money like Kobe, money like Magic, money like Shaq, money like MJ. And the Lakers will help him and whatever he needs because I believe he will win. Not just one, but he will definitely win two in L.A. I would almost bank on that. Not this season coming up. We're going to get to the playoffs and we're going to get probably the third seed. It will be Golden State. It will be the Rockets. It will be the Lakers in the third spot. Uh, Bank on it. It might take a month to get the wheels rolling, but once they roll, uh, who can stop LeBron? LeBron was doing it all by himself in Cleveland, and you got a whole young cast of dudes now who are not scrubs. Uh, Lonzo Ball is not. He's a walking triple-double. Julius Rand, I don't know if he's still on the team or not or what's going to happen, but he's a walking double-double. Um, gosh, Kuzma is a, is a 20-point-a-night guy, and they will get those open shots. It's going to be hard to cover them. The, uh, the NBA is in trouble with the Lakers. It just They have a young nucleus of dudes who needed this, and Braun's got a young nucleus of dudes who he can groom his own way and they're going to ball out. Lonzo Ball is going to ball out. And Lonzo Ball is a walking, like I said, a walking triple-double. He's different than Kyrie where he doesn't necessarily need to take over the games. But he can and does shoot. And he does pass well. Uh, if you're not going to cover him, it's an easy layup. It's an easy deuce. Uh, if you're going to leave people wide open... Uh, Who knows? I mean, Kuzma going to be wide open. Um, we got Rondo there now. 
I mean, things are going to be... And we got Lance Stevenson. I mean, you got to think about what LeBron does to players. Um, what he's done for J.R. Smith. What he's done for Kevin Love. Even though it didn't work out with those guys. Uh, they get wide open looks. People get wide open looks because you just cannot stop Ron. So he brings that to the table. And I think the young nucleus of the Lakers are just going to... We're going to pound teams. And that's not even an understatement. That's not even an exaggeration. We're going to pound teams. As it is, only the Golden State Warriors can stop LeBron. So you take that into into consideration that... You can't stop LeBron unless you're the Golden State Warriors. And you got these young dudes who are just going to fly everywhere. It's going to be the Lakers of old. Even before Kobe... This is going to be the Lakers of the Showtime era. This is going to be the Showtime era, probably 2.0. And you watch, after this season gets done and more free agents come about, I mean, people want to play with LeBron. You got to take into consideration, people are sick of the Golden State Warriors winning. Uh, No knock to the Golden State Warriors. I've been a fan of them for a few years now. I've liked what they've been doing. Uh, it was fun watching them take on the Cavs and beating the Cavs because I, I still kind of have a grudge against LeBron's whatever. But I could see the writing on the wall coming that, hey, LeBron, if he didn't win this year and it would be embarrassing losing three out of four to the same team, something was going to change. Something needed to change. A new change of scenery. So as I rooted for the Warriors and they ultimately sweep LeBron... Uh, him coming to the Lakers is for me as a Laker fan. I put my opinions and thoughts of LeBron, and I just look at it the pure basketball aspect. It's gonna take two to tie Kobe. Um, he'll get two. He'll tie Kobe, and the debate will only at that point increase. He signed up for four years. He's gonna take two to tie Kobe. Uh, I think he gets two, and it's going to take three to get MJ. This is where it gets dicey, because I've had this conversation with other Laker fans and other basketball heads. I believe he gets two out of the four years. He may sign on for another year or two and get a third with the Lakers. But I see it as... He gets two, and that means all the Lakers gets two, which puts Lonzo Ball right on par with Steph Curry. Uh, currently, right now, Curry's got three. He may be at four next year, but Lonzo will get two. And then this is where the funny thing happens. Lonzo gets two chips. Steph's got three, maybe at four. He's, you never know. But how much confidence is Lonzo, how much confidence is Kuzma, how much confidence and swag is uh, Brandon Ingram and the rest of the Lakers get from this? Uh, Like I said, Lonzo is really good, man. I mean, he's a walking triple-double. He can only get better. And if he wins championships, that will only increase in in his resume. Um, I know the Laker Nation, I know NBA fans are not ready for this statement. But if Braun wins two, minimum. That means Lonzo gets two minimum. 
If Braun wins three, ties MJ, that means Lonzo gets three. Magic Johnson has five rings. Um, I know his whole thing with, uh, you know, he retired for a year or two, you know, slowed him down and just the headlines around him. I don't got to go into that. I'm not going to. But Magic's at five as a point guard, a spectacular point guard. But could you imagine if Lonzo gets five? <laughs> Lonzo Ball getting five rings in his career, on a long career with the Lakers. He gets three now, maybe he gets two now, and he pops off two or three of his own without Braun. Uh, NBA fans are going to lose their fucking minds. Because Magic Johnson is uh, like just like MJ. He's part of the Holy Grail. You just don't touch his name. But Lonzo is that good. That's why the Lakers have him. That's why I believe Lonzo will match Magic's numbers. Uh, maybe he's not his dynamic because they're different players. But I believe it's within Lonzo's ability to get four rings in his career. If not five. Uh, like I said, that's what the Lakers do. There's an end game to the Lakers. Lonzo can stay as long as he wants, as long as he's winning. And with LeBron coming to town and teaching these young kids how to win, it's an absolute no-brainer to me that they learn from him and they carry on the winning ways for the Lakers for the next decade, for the next 15 years. Um, Lonzo will get his rings, and I think Lonzo probably not going to repeat or three-peat Unless he's got somebody with him. But I believe he's capable of winning one by himself. I believe the the Warriors uh, will be around. But they, they're not invulnerable to time. And vulnerable to the luxury tax. And vulnerable to players just leaving. And just things happening. That happens to every team. It happens to the Lakers. Uh, they had Shaq. Everything fell apart. Uh, the Lakers were heavily favored the year that the Mavericks won. And the Mavericks tapped them. And then not only did they tap him, but the whole team just collapsed at that point onwards. We never, I don't think we've been back to the playoffs since. Actually, I think we did with Dwight Howard, but Dwight, softer than fucking toilet paper, quit on the Lakers and just the moment was too bright for that man. Uh, and Dwight's career has never recovered since leaving LA. And you can see it in Dwight. I mean, his character and his abilities have just gone downhill. I mean, no, actually, his abilities have not gone downhill, but his persona has. He's no longer Superman. He's no longer uh, the funny guy on TV no more doing interviews. He's just, I think he's just there. Um, the stars and the lights were a little too bright in L.A. for him, and it collapsed him internally, I believe, where he's not even on a contending team. And the team he's on is not even contending. Uh, and he wasn't in contention for the last couple of years. And that's a far cry from him taking the Magic to the to the, goal, to the promised land and, and ultimately losing to the Lakers. But, like I said, uh, Lonzo Ball may have a Magic Johnson-esque career. If not, it might be that guy. Uh, I've said this to a couple of Lakers fans and they're doubting me. But Lonzo was a young kid. I think this was his first season through, heading into his second. Uh, what better? What be, I mean, that's that's better than what Steph had. Steph had uh, a season, then he was off injured. Then he had a golden breakout season with. Um, 
I can't think of the coach's name, Mark. He does a calling, the, the announcing on NBA, on TNT. Um, and, then you get, and then Steve Kerr comes in, and then, then he pops off, I think in his fourth year or fifth year. But Lonzo, this is going to be his second season in. And if he pops off two rings or three in the next four or five years, well, gosh, I mean, is it without question that he doesn't win one or two more later in his career maybe three more could he get six rings is it possible that Lonzo Ball with his LeVar Ball and LeAngelo Ball and all the Ball family the Kardashian-esque family that's now prominent is it without possibility that Lonzo Ball has a Magic Johnson-esque career. Will Magic Johnson allow that to happen? I believe 100% yes. Um, It's just one of those things, man. You know, just... Can you believe it? Like, I I do. This is where I'm freaked out of the Lakers fans. They just don't... They don't want to believe it. They They can't see it. Could Lonzo Ball be that in it? And the answer is yes. Uh, Kuzma, yes. The the shooting, the passing. Uh, once LeBron's done, you know, just it, Lonzo's team will it'll be what it is, man. It's gonna be a thing of beauty for the Lakers going forward. And this is what bringing in LeBron does for the team. Um, Rondo will get another ring, I believe. Lance Stevenson will get that long-awaited ring, I believe. Um, it's just what it is, man. I mean, it's a fun time to be a Lakers fan right now because obviously we've got the best player on the planet. That's not even a, without a doubt. I mean, you could put Kevin Durant there. You could probably put... Um, no, I think it's between Kevin Durant and LeBron James. And to me, that's not a bad... That's not a bad, you know... It's not a bad, you know, anything. So the Lakers got either 1A or 1B, however you want to dice it up with numbers and whatnot. They got that. They, it's there. It's in Lakerland now. It's already practicing in Lakers uniform. So the winning ways are now back to the Lakers after a cool couple-year drought. Um, it's an exciting time, man. I'm... Well, I just was cut off on the f- a phone call came in. I was doing this podcast on my phone. Anyways, I was mid Laker talk, and I'm gonna do another ten minutes or so before I stitch it together and publish it. But let me get back to like I said. Let me get back to the Lakers. Um, yeah, the La- the Lakers are back. Uh, it's quite a fun time. I can't wait. We got we played the Golden State Warriors on Christmas this this year, 2018. Uh, what a time, man! What a game! What a go! What a treat! To wake up, eat some turkey, you know, and then it's just gonna be the Lakers again. And by that time, the Lakers will have rounded out to be a team. It'll be fun to beat the. That's what it's gonna be. It's gonna be fun games watching the Lakers and the Rockets, the Lakers and the Celtics. Obviously, obviously, the Lakers and the Celtics. That rivalry is now heated up. It's ramped up now. 
in my heart, heart, I believe the Celtics believe they're going to be in the they're going to be representing the Eastern Conference NBA NBA Eastern Conference champs in the NBA final. And I don't know if any basketball mind outside of maybe the fan base in Philadelphia and in perhaps Miami think otherwise. Uh, maybe the Cleveland fan base thinks otherwise, but that's not happening. It's pretty much, I don't know if it's almost wrapped up that it's the Celtics, but the Celtics probably are at 60%, maybe 70% Vegas odds as doing it. Um, so with that said, and the Lakers, like I said, the Lakers are going to win too with Braun. You can kind of tell that it's going to be Lakers and Celtics, NBA Finals in a few years from now. They probably will meet. Uh, the only advantage is the Celtics have a much more better team chemistry currently right now, and they're only going to get more team chemistry, and they're going to get more big free agents because now that people know that the Celtics are a hot contender, as before everybody was signing up for Cleveland, now it's going to be everybody going to be. You're going to start seeing the Celtics. Everybody start gnawing at their chomping at their bits, and. The only downside to sign up with the Celtics is the durability of both Kyrie Irving, who's now, I think this is his second time missing some big playoff games, and Gordon Hayward. You got a little bit of health issues with that team, but you don't lack effort. You don't lack defense. So you're in all the games. Whether or not you win them is up to the Celtics. But... Uh, it is what it is, man. I mean, it could be Lakers and Celtics again for a number of years. Uh, I think the Celtics are going to run the Eastern Conference Final. I think the title is pretty much run through there for the next several years. And unless the Sixers become the powerhouse that they could become, then I don't see it being... I, I don't just don't see that happening yet. And I don't see them passing... The Celtics, yeah, but it could, it could, it could pass up. Um, yeah, it's what it is. Uh, Lakers and Celtics coming up, yeah, it's a fun prospect. It's steeped in history. Those two teams, um, they took one from us as recently, and we took one from them, and it was a thing of beauty taking it from them. Um, as I'm sure it was a thing of beauty, them beating down the Lakers. Uh, and it's been, you know, it came back to light when we finally met, you know, beat L.A. And I remember that chant going on at Dodgers game, going on at Clipper games, going on at, at throughout sports. And I'm like, okay, like, I don't get it, but whatever. That's the NBA thing. That's the Lakers-Celtics thing. That's probably on the horizon. And I think the NBA is salivating. It went in its lips. Um, I don't. I don't know the new commissioner's name by heart. I think it's Adam Silver, but he's got to be knowing that they're going to be cooking up that storyline. Is ready to cook. Uh, you, you've got players that in recent memory. Um, Kobe was part of that. Paul Gasol was part of that. Uh, Kevin Garnett, Paul Pierce, Ray Allen, and these are players that are still heavily active in the NBA community. You know, and you know the Celtics and Lakers in LA and Boston. It's 
it's a uh, story just basically writes itself and then you throw lebron in the mix who's always been hated i believe in the green greentown um you got kyrie irving he used to be teammates with LeBron. i mean the like i said the storylines just there's layers upon layers upon layers larry bird uh i believe magic johnson was part of it i mean it's just it's just one of those things man Derek fisher um it's just one of those things man you just you just like i said it just writes itself it's so beautiful um but yeah the lakers it's just it's one of those things man uh it's gonna be a fun season coming up those are my thoughts on it so far um i can't i'm excited for the lakers from here on out like i said i've been a lakers fan i'm a homer i'm a homer to california teams even if i move and i have to leave the united states and i move to tokyo or i move to uh canada i'm always going to be a lakers raiders and dodgers fan um it's just what it is i can't you know i'm excited for the lakers to be back i'm excited right now that the dodgers uh, we're just in the World Series. They didn't pull through for me. And, and you know, I, the other day when I was doing my my Dodgers talk, I was kind of distracted. And I'm probably going to do it again. I was distracted watching the game, and they were getting beat down by the Houston Astros when I was watching it. Uh, but as it, as the season wears on, I mean, if they win, I'm going to still be podcasting about it. Um, y'all can't ever say um, I never had love for the team. I've been to Lakers games. I've been to Dodgers games. I've been to Raiders games. I'm not one of those fans that never been to their team or only watch them on TV. Don't support. I do support. I've got Raider memorabilia. I used to have a shitload of Laker gear. Uh, I currently have a shitload of of Dodger hats for whatever reason. I'm a, I'm a hat fan. I'm I'm a fitted hat fan. I have fitted hat fan, and I like my my eights or my seven and three quarters, seven five eights. Man, that's what that's my hat size. I like I like riding them low. And that's what it is. I like them fitting over my ears. Uh, I'm one of those dudes. I don't like snapbacks because they suck. It's all about the fitted caps. Anyways, um, yeah, man, it's just it's kind of cool because the the Raiders just it seems like they got a good nucleus. We got John Gruden. The Dodgers are, I think they're out of first place, but they time to make that up. Still a little bit of time. And the Lakers, you, I believe wholeheartedly, the Lakers are making the playoffs. And I'll go ahead and say they're going to win a series if they they end up on the third seed they're gonna end up being uh right there what i don't know bro i was waiting for graham well can we just wait for graham i don't know you want to just go tomorrow why? Anyways. Bro, we gotta wait for Graham. Why? Because can't just have her be out of locked out of the house. She has keys. And? How she be locked out of the house? Just bro, just wait for Graham to get home. Anyways, my nephew wants to go ball it up, but he's on another one. He just... And I kind of want to go ball, but um, I don't want to leave the house. I'm outside, but I don't want to leave the house, my general house vicinity. Um, 
But he's got a busy schedule, too. I mean, kind of didn't want to play Thursday, Friday, or Saturday. He wants to play right now. But anyways, he wants to play basketball. Um, but yeah, guys. Um, yeah, Lakers. Uh, kind of went on and on. I mean, those are just some of the leg, some of the layers now about the team. Um, the team can only go up. Will they get rid of Luke Walton if he does bad? Maybe. Is there a better coach out there that will come to the Lakers and just immediately win? Mm, maybe. There were some good prospecting coaches like the coach from that used to coach the Oklahoma City Thunder. Can't think of that guy's name, but he'd be a good fit for the Lakers. Um, but yeah, anyways. Yeah, this has been another episode of the D Silent. Hopefully, I'll get to conspiracy theories soon. Um, I've got an hour to talk about that as well. Anyway, guys, um, you know, just listen to what I got to say. Hopefully, these podcasts of mine take off. Um, I don't got any catchy slogans yet that I'm nailed down. Otherwise, my name is The D is Silent. Uh, if you don't know where that's from, I'm going to leave you guessing for that for a cool minute. But it was what it is. The D is silent. I used to be silent. Now I'm not so silent. Um, I like this platform. It suits me better because I get to say most of my thoughts and without the direct feedback. And even though my community on anchor is tiny now it's it will be it'll grow you know like i said just keep plugging at it it'll grow one one listen two listens three listens after time starts getting 10 listens 20 listens third listen all the next thing you know it's 100 and then it just takes off i get a steady crowd coming in the podcast will get better my thoughts will get better um it'll be more fun and hopefully the community stays positive so it is what it is Alright guys, you know what it is. You know what it is. The D is...